You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. I am so happy to be back. Let us jump right into our grateful moment this week. Phil, what are you grateful for? I am grateful that my daughter finally decided to choose a college. So she's decided to go to USCG. Uh, we picked up the lawn sign, put it in front. That's not a college I want her to go to, but ultimately she decides she got to go. I just have to pay. So I'm happy she made a decision. Very good. Congratulations to her. Kelvin, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful um, that I'm staying consistent with my working out. So matter of fact, I'm being rude. You know, it's good to be back to all our listeners out there. We love you guys. Appreciate you guys. But back to myself. <laughs> I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate uh, just, just being consistent. So if anybody, you know, just a little motivation for whoever out there listening, stay consistent with your working out. It's going to benefit and I'm seeing results. So I'm, I'm happy. Yes, and what our listeners can't see is that Kelvin is drinking like a, a gallon or two gallons of water. So every time I feel like, all right, I could slack off a little bit, Kelvin is keeping his foot on my neck. So I love it. Alan, what are you grateful for this week? I am grateful for just another day at life. You know, you can't take um, any days for granted. So I'm just grateful for... God allowed me to see another day and I can just continue to take it one day at a time. Thank you for that. And I am just grateful for life. I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be well. Charlotte, we have had beautiful weather this week. And so it was a very good and productive week. And I'm really just happy for life. I, I thank God, you know, he really didn't have to wake me up this morning. So I'm, I'm just really, really grateful for that. So let us jump right into our NFL episode today, and we are going to get this conversation started with my guy that I, well, he's not really my guy. I gave him a hard time many, many shows before, but we're going to start with Dakota, Dak Prescott. So we had conversations about him before because prior to the season, you know, there was a lot of back and forth with the Cowboys organization. They couldn't come to an agreement. Dak wanted all this money, and now he has secured his bag. Dak just signed a four-year, $160 million contract. $128 million is guaranteed. Um, he is now the second highest paid quarterback behind Mahomes in the NFL. And what I want the guys to discuss is, A, how do you guys feel about this contract? How do you feel about Dak getting his money? And B, are the Cowboys silly? Like, was this a good move for them? And what do you expect to see from Dak when he comes back next season? I want to say thank you. Dallas Cowboys made the greatest move by signing Dak, Dak Prescott. Dakota You've done it. You told the company line. You got a $66 million bonus in your pocket. And congratulations to the Giants. You know why? You will have no line. And on top of that, no defense to put together. So <laughs> great for that. Better for the Giants. 
shout out to the New York Giants. You know what, Phil, you were going to hear a New York team one way or another. All right, Both. fellas, look, we're all in the NFC East. Let me see how y'all feel about this contract. Oh, man, I'm just like, I'm happy. I'm happy, like, and I'm happy, like, really happy, and I'm sarcastically happy at the same time um, because I am happy that Dak bet on himself and, uh, you know, he got his money. You know, it's, it's good to see a brother get his money at the quarterback position. It doesn't happen a lot of times. Uh, so, I, so I'm glad with that. But I'm also glad as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, just like y'all are as Giants fans, because I'm not scared of Dak Prescott at all. So for them to, to um, you know, load their books up with that contract, <laughs> shout out the dollars for that. I think Jerry Jones bumped his head. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was Black Lives Matter got on you. I don't know what happened. But whatever it was, I appreciate it. And this dude is coming off a major injury, too. So to throw him the bag off a major in injury like he just put in work before is crazy to me. But, you know, shout out to them. Well, I am not NFC anything. I am AFC North. But, I mean, I'm glad Dak got his money. It's going to be interesting to see what the Cowboys will do moving forward when it comes to free agency because he's getting $42 million his first three years. And at the end of his first year, that number can end up being 75. Now, I've had a conversation uh, with a family member this week who is a Cowboys fan, but he's never really been that high on Dak in the first place. So I was saying when it comes to the Cowboys, this first year, Dak is actually playing with house money because he's coming from injury. He's playing with house money. Now, those two years afterwards, they better not be the reason why they lose. Like minimum, he has to at least get to a conference championship for the for the rest of that, for the rest of the contract. If he doesn't, then, of course, yeah, he got paid, but Jerry Jones is going to be looking like boo-boo the fool. So, I mean, it's all it's all really going to come down to that about what they do moving forward. So he's playing with house money, but he can't be the, the reason why they're not succeeding moving forward with all those weapons. I think I think that they're not going to – I'm sorry, Dion, cut you off, but I think that this is going to set a precedence. You know, that did everything he needed to do told the company line, said the right words, and in the end, the Cowboys would have had to pay more money. Think of it. This year, he was guaranteed 37, and I think the following year, it would have bumped up to 40-something. So this allows them to, to, to literally get him on the books, keep him for long term. It's only four years, avoided 2025, and now they know what they have to work with to get their line. I don't think they'll have enough money to fix that, that offensive line, but the most important thing is they really need to focus on that defense. That defense was atrocious. Yes, Dak was throwing, slinging his first seven, um, first four games. He led the NFL in yards passing. But the issue was he had to throw the ball. Why? Calvin mentioned it. Their line, their defense was trash. So it was great for us teams, North NFL um, East. That simple fact that the Cowboys would not have to be in position to really build that defense is off a of free agency. They will have to go cheap and experience and, and, and draft and draft and draft and draft. So I'm not worried. I'm like you said, I'm, I, I congratulate Dak. He did everything and it was his time. Is he worth uh, $126 million? 
hey, they say you're worth as how much someone is willing to pay you. You know, I look at these Jordans. I struck out on getting those Jordan um, ones, the blue ones, right? The, the, the blue, the Caroline blue ones. So I struck out on doing it. So I went to the aftermarket. Those suckers are $400. Now, for someone, they want to pay that $400 something dollars for the sneakers. Me, I'm not paying $400. I pay market price, <laughs> but I'm not paying higher than that. So congratulations to the Cowboys. I mean, congratulations to Dak Prescott getting that $66 million signing bonus, making $40, you know, $40 million a year. All the little tiny paychecks you had before in the past, it was at this moment. Cow Dallas Cowboys fans, y'all better be crying because guess what? Y'all could score 70 points, your defense, and you're not going to be able to cover 170 points. So I am actually really, really happy about this because, first of all, what did Dak do, right? Like, it's just weird to me. They couldn't come to a deal before the season started when at least, you know, he had a body of work that he could sell. Now he's injured. He's been out pretty much the whole season and you drop all this money on him. Like, this is great because no one, as Kelvin mentioned, no one is afraid of Dak. Like, you're still not going to go anywhere. You're still not going to achieve, um, you know, a Super Bowl championship for your team. You're probably going to get knocked out the first round like usual. Like, this is of no benefit to the Cowboys. And it is great for the NFC East because, as was mentioned before, now your money's tied up, right? Now you can't create, you know, a better line or better defense for your now highly paid quarterback. So I love this. Like, I'm a fan. And next season, I feel like there's going to be a lot of pressure on Dak, right, to kind of justify this contract. Like, he's been asking for his money, asking for his money, and he's coming off an injury. And so I feel like all eyes are going to be on Dallas, but not because we're expecting greatness, but because we're expecting a lot of good memes and a lot of laughs. Um, next season. So I'm all for it. Dallas continues to burn. Um, and however you guys do that, I am on board with it. Period. Can I ask a question? So uh -huh. with this signing, how many playoffs? So from now to 2025, the contract voice, so 2024, how much playoff appearance will the Cowboys make? And will they win a playoff, make it the conference champion, or win a Super Bowl? I say, for me, two playoff appearances because you know the NFC East zero Super Bowl zero conference championship that's me I would say they're definitely not making it to the Super Bowl right like so let's not even act like that's a possibility um they'll probably make it to the playoffs a couple of times I mean we just had Washington go um this season so that's always a toss-up and oh and by the way Washington only went because Philadelphia purposely lost that last game it was supposed to be the Giants but um so I would say they'll make it to the playoffs a couple of times but they'll be knocked out almost immediately like they're they're not a real threat to 
anyone in the league, right? And and then you have teams coming out of the actual elite conferences in the NFL. Like, come on, like it's 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 not even close. I'll say that they probably go two of those years. I don't really expect them to go this year. I don't know why, but I don't expect them to go. Um, but I do probably see them get at least one win, to be honest. Just one. They go to the divisional round. That's about it. Honestly, um, I reached my quota talking about Dallas Cowboys. So um, what we talking about next? Because I, I, don't, I don't really bang with Dallas like that. So I don't care. All right. So let's move on and, and talk to and talk about, you know, we just spoke about Dak. Let's talk about like an actual really good quarterback in the NFL and move on to Russell Wilson in Seattle. And so, you know, there's like tension in Seattle right now, right? It seems like, or the rumors are alluding to that um, Sierra's husband is not satisfied with being in Seattle. Like he feels like he's not being protected enough. The line isn't protecting him. He's taken way, way too many hits. And while no rumors have been confirmed openly, no one is denying anything from the organization or from Russell Wilson. And what was interesting is that um, Michael Robinson, um, who played on that championship team in 2014, was basically like, wait a minute, Russell Wilson might be the problem here, right? Like the organization paid him all this money, made moves to make sure that Russell Wilson was set up and in a good place to actually compete. And here he is complaining about not getting enough protection. Like who does that, right? And so what I wanna ask the guys is, how do you feel about um, Russell and his situation in Seattle? Do you think he's whining? Um, like Robinson is alluding to, are his concerns legitimate? What do you guys think? I, I honestly think Russell knows that the time is up, man. He's seen what Brady did. He's been watching LeBron for years, and he realized he has to try to find himself into a situation that's a winnable situation. Now, I never heard about Robinson comments until you just talk, talked about it today. But honestly... I agree. Like, I see Russell Wilson holding on to the ball a lot. And I see him always trying to be a magician. And sometimes where he don't need to be a magician, but he's holding on the ball to make plays. So I, if, if that guy alluded to that, um, Robinson, who's played with Russell before, I was thinking that before I even heard it, heard the comment from him. So I, I, I'm, I'm willing to say Russell... Russell may just be trying to get out of that situation because he's seen the writing on the wall in Seattle. I'm going to say that I agree. The writing is on the wall. Um, Robinson, listen, you play with him. You, you have a right to your, your opinion, but this one, stay out the man's business. Sierra Husbands wants to stop making some money. I mean, outside football. He wants to actually win. He and, and also I, I think about this. I think most of the players, except for really held the opportunity for them to win that second Super Bowl championship when they decide to throw the ball, it's, it's, they decide to throw the ball versus running it with Marshall Lynch in the one yard line and secure that Super Bowl championship. I think they still hold that against Pete Carroll. So 
Russell is right. Yes, they have an opportunity to to make the playoff. And I think Russell don't want to be the regular season championship or regular season winner, and they're not going to make the playoff. They need to do what Brady have done. They need to 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 stack the the deck, stack the deck. So if he goes to like I said, if he goes to um Chicago, New Orleans, he has a better chance to win than Seattle. So. Robinson, you have the right to say what you said. Yes, he was paid twice, but guess what? He's not happy, and he sees the writing on the wall, like Kelvin says. They're not going to go no further than what? Pass the regular season, a playoff win, and then go back home. So, hey, congratulations. Russell, get out. Whatever makes you happy. Let me just jump in here real quick before Alan takes us home. So this Robinson guy, (laughs) he sounds bitter to me. Okay, because he basically said, like, in some of his comments, he was like, look, the organization did all of these things to make sure you were happy, including cutting me. So this sounds like a dude who's like, yo, like, I I wasn't on Seattle anymore because they were making shifts to make you comfortable. What are you complaining about? So it's like, can I really take what this dude is saying? Like, he sounds like a hater. To me, to me, that's all I'm saying. Is is this the same? Is this the Robinson that's uh, on NFL Network? Is this the same guy, the uh, former running back? Yes. Okay. Um, the only reason why I'm saying probably not, um, just from me watching the show a lot, he seemed he was he always seemed to be real supportive of Russell Wilson before in the past years, so it's kind of strange to me. Um, him to come this way if he's just hating or if he's just being objective so i think i don't think it's hate Dion, but it could be you know just for him throwing his name out there we can kind of kind of you know kind of go that route and think that but he's been kind of objective you know all the years i watched the nfl network with players so okay i'm gonna I'm 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 say that you know he's just keeping it real this time but i don't know okay so Looking at this whole situation, um, Russell Wilson does have a reason to complain. Granted, he does hold on the ball too much, but guess what? The offense is kind of basic. And when you have these basic offenses, like I think it was DK Metcalf said it on I Am Athlete. He said the defense has just figured us out. It was just run, run, pass, run, run, pass. Well, it sounds like I need to listen to the man Russ and go ahead and add someone who is actually going to make the offense uh, more explosive. Like the explosive offense for Seattle is dangerous. So whenever Russ is, has to basically just operate on the fly, that's when he's making plays. But when I look back at the comments, it's like, yeah, like, I mean, I can see exactly what uh, Michael Robinson is talking about. He got paid twice, but at the same time, it's like, yo, like we have to make sure that the rest of the team is straight so we can be successful. Like we always see like, okay, Russell is always evading. Maybe we should get some linemen. Oh, our defense is kind of like suspect right now. Maybe we should get a pass rush. So I see what he's saying, but I think at the same time, like the team just needs to, or not the team, but I'll say the front office needs to just, take heed to what at least Russ is saying so they can at least put it, be put in a position to actually succeed. Because like right now, all they're looking like is a, a one, 
a one playoff run or a two playoff game team. Like they're not really being contenders. Like we always put them in the contenders, but they're always looking like pretenders when it really matters the most. So basically they look like the Clippers. Yes, yeah. except they're just not rah-rah. That's that's literally right. Like super strong in the regular season. You know, the hype is always behind them going into the playoffs, and then they just kind of veer off. I mean, I don't know, whatever. Like, I'm always in support of Black quarterbacks, and it's like, Russ, if you don't feel comfortable, you don't feel like you can legitimately compete at the level you want to, then go and find what's best for you. Because at the end of the day, these white athletes, Carson Wentz, they do it all the time. So go get your money, go be in a situation where you feel like you can legitimately contend again, you know, despite the fact that you shouldn't have passed that ball against the Patriots. So (laughs) that falls back on you. Yeah, for, for sure. I don't see this. Let me just let me just call a spade a spade, right? Russ, you wasn't talking none of this stuff when you was killing the league in the beginning of the league. <laughs> you was killing, you was making plays, everybody was moving. And your DNA, uh Pete Carroll's DNA is his DNA. He wants to run the ball, he wants to run play actions because he feels like that's that's your skill set. So now let's just call a spade a spade. It's ran his course. You want to see something else. You're sick of being in Seattle. You want to get somewhere else. Let's just call it like it is, man. But don't, but don't, but don't come at the organization like they ain't roll out the red carpet since you've been there, bro. Like they, they've been getting rid of their dismantling and their defense for years to make sure to accommodate the offense and accommodate you. So we're not going to act like Seattle just threw shade your way because that's just not true. I'm not buying that. But if you just want a new scene, you're getting older in your years. You want to do what LeBron and all these high-time athletes is doing, those one-year deals, finding somewhere that, that fits for you and your family. Just say that, bro. We good. Exactly. That That's my only thing. It's like, yo, just call, call it what it is, Russ. Like, they did everything for you. Everything for you in Seattle. So... It is what it is. Um, Moving on. So it seems like we progress as far as the talent of quarterbacks. We started kind of at the lower mid range with Dak. We we stepped a few notches higher with Russell. And now we are going to end the show. Jalen Hurts is next. (laughs) Oh, I thought you said we was going up. So we ain't going that high yet. Not not that high. Hurts and Daniel Jones is like for next week. So today... We're going to end the show talking about the man, Tom Brady. As you know, just secured his seventh Super Bowl ring. We had to live through a whole month of Tom Brady this and Tom Brady that. Well, he just signed a four-year extension with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what I want to ask you guys is, first of all, like, how old is Tom Brady going to be when he retires? Like, 75 at this rate? Because he's just not, he's showing no signs of slowing down. Beyond that, with this extension, do you see Brady actually winning more Super Bowls? Can he win the Super Bowl next season, which we know he'll definitely be playing? And how many in the future do you see? Let's say he plays another four years. Are we looking at another two Super Bowls, four Super Bowls? What do you guys think? 
I think it's a wrap. I really think it's a wrap. I think uh, it's see it's hard because we have everyone they have everyone back literally right and the only person who could stop them has to be an nfc east team that's it <laughs> that's the only kryptonite nfc east eli retired and um and uh i'm trying to remember the quarterback from the philadelphia eagles who beat him it wasn't Carson wins it was the other guy <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah if so but they have to be an nfc their powers in nfc Nick Foles. Uh, Nick Foles. Uh, Nick Foles. I know he's the real quarterback, not Carson Wentz. Um, so it's it's hard for me to see see this happen. He's a year younger than me. He's forty three, going on forty four, and my knees hurt when I get up in the morning. <laughs> so I don't know. TV twelve works that great rejuvenation. I don't know if he has his Lazarus pit inside that 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 elixir to to rejuvenate his body and so forth. I don't see him winning anymore. I, I don't see it. I know he's um he's he's great. He has a great line, but I just have to give it to Pat Mahomes. If he didn't, if he had his line, and remember, Pat Mahomes still was throwing while he was chased down. That the receivers wasn't catching the we ball. We are not making excuses for Pat Mahomes during this segment. <laughs> we are speaking to About Tom, Tom Brady's, Brady's ability. So I don't see it. I don't see it. And I'm the one. Who, I know I ate crow because I was the first one who said he couldn't do it. Maybe this is just me giving him a grant of wish, but I don't see it. I don't see him winning more Super Bowls. I really don't. I don't see him pay, playing past this. This is last year. I think he's going to retire. Well, listen, for sure, for sure, for certain, he's not going back to back. You know, I, I don't believe at all that they can go back to back. Thomas, Benjamin Buttons, Brady, you know, he's the five uh, father time. You know, and he's on borrowed time now. So, you know, if this was a Bill Belichick ran system and organization, then yeah, I'm like, Bill, no matter what, he's gonna have his guys ready. But when you got Ed, you got Antonio Brown, you got Gronk and them down there, these guys are happy with their Super Bowl. So I don't see them putting the same work, the same effort coming into this next season. And then, you know, the Super Bowl's not in Tampa Bay again. So listen, there's no way they're gonna win it again. But Tom Brady is, you know, if anything, he's the goal to getting this money and, and, and being in the league as long as he was. So I can never hate on this guy, Benjamin Button Brady, but he's been doing his thing, man. And I think um, I think that Tampa Bay will not win another championship, but, you know, they already won because they got one already. I hate to say it, but I don't think they're going back to back, but I do think they might have a chance to win at least one more now here's the thing and recall I'm, I'm going back to what i put in the group chat the week of the super bowl as long as you don't have tom brady doing too much and trying to put everything on his hands like i mean how can you really see them just dropping off like that i mean they just franchise tag chris godwin um they're trying to keep the salary cap low to make sure that they do bring everybody back. Um, but I really like looking, looking across the NFC for them to at least get to the Super Bowl. Like, I'm like, who's gonna, who's gonna challenge? There's only one team I can see really challenging them. And that will probably be the LA Rams. Because they have a defense. They have the weapons. 
all they needed was a quarterback. And guess what? But this is the thing about it, Al. This is what I'm going to ask you, right? Uh-huh. It's not like they were favorites going into the playoffs. You know, these guys got hot at the right time. They weren't just dominating the NFL. Like, they weren't – they didn't have a Chiefs record. You know, they, they I think they lost about, like, six games or something like that or maybe something like that. But it's not like they were just dominating, man. So well, here's – but the thing – but I just, I just look at it like this. Like, they really, like – as you said, they got hot at the right time. But whenever they played, like, those those playoff teams, they were locked in. And then on top of that, you already got the, the veterans in there. So you're talking about Ndamukong. You're talking about – all these other players who are who have been a part of the locker room. So now they have the experience that he does. So now that just kind of builds upon what they have. And that's why I'm like, the, like when I'm looking at other teams, I'm just like, we're just talking about playoffs alone. Like when you just think about it, you could think about the Packers. You got to hope that they do something different, that their defense can actually like get stops and their offense and everyone can remain healthy. When you think about, the NFC lease, like we don't know who's coming out. <laughs> and then True. when you think about, and then when you think about the wild card team, so you're talking about basically uh, the Seahawks. We just talked about them. Like they're hit or miss. They'll start off good, but end off bad. They're basically your Phoenix Hunts. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but like, as I look across. Stop hating like, about the best team in the bubble. But whatever. But <laughs> when when I'm looking across the board, especially like teams that are in the playoffs, it's like, yo, like Drew Brees still hasn't announced his retirement yet, but I don't expect him to come back. Like who's really going to be the one that be, that's basically the team that says, all right, we're taking over this conference. Like we don't really have that this year. That's why I'm like, they have the chance to run it back. But one team that I really see has the ability to probably knock them will be the L.A. Rams. I'll just say this, right? Because I remember towards the end of the season, I was in that camp like, man, Tom Brady is finished. Like there is no way, um, even with all the weapons um, that we know Tampa Bay has, I just didn't see him being able to pull it out against Pat and them boys. And now I see that anything is possible. So man, he, he might win another one or two at this rate I don't even know like he he's doing some kind of black magic uh, or something like how can he keep performing at this level for so long and he's aging in reverse like there is some type of nonsense going on that I can't even explain so based on the black magic we are seeing I'll say that they're gonna win and you know what they might go back to that so I mean, it is what it is. Time will tell, and time is on Brady's side. So we'll just have to wait and see. Well, that's our show for you guys this week. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.